Podmore Get Better is recorded in front of a live studio audience. I'm Will Samstead. I'm Tony Johnson, and our live studio audience this week consists of CJ. Yes. Minnesota guy, silver bracket champion, St. Louis, up-and-coming Minnesota, Minnesota player, moving closer to the banger bunker so that he can get his uh, 500 games a month in. Yeah, more tax revenue to the city of Burnsville. Uh, pretty exciting. More games on uh, Dean vending machines here at the Banger Bunker. Might have to get a ninth machine potentially. Tony, lots of uh, lots of stuff going on. Right. Yeah, we are we're we're uh, we're in the time of year where we get uh, we start to get uh, drips and drabs from uh, IT. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were getting some some putter news. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, this week was uh, 2020 course news, and so. Uh, I, don't, I think we've talked about those courses. We haven't seen enough of them to really have much of an opinion on them. Uh, maybe uh, when we get a beta version here, we can yeah. talk about them a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Hint, hint to uh, the IT team, uh, a beta version again this year at McHugh's and Savage or anywhere in the south metro of Minnesota and Minneapolis would be fantastic. Uh, so I think we want to start with uh, the recent news uh, out of the Carolinas. The Carolina Clash completed last weekend. And... Uh, Surprise, surprise, we've got a, a champion that we're all pretty familiar with, Mark Stenmark. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, Mark Stenmark. I think uh, rounding out the top four, I think Mark Stenmark took out Adam Harris, who took second place. I think it was John Kramer uh, in third place and Luke Sponsneller in fourth, if I recall right. Uh, first one put on by Chris Longino. I think uh, it was either 82 or 83 people who... Depending on the day. Yeah, correct. Who, uh, <laughs> one guy missed the cut. <laughs> Yeah. Purple bracket, cha- uh, pink bracket champion, that guy. More on that later, but yeah. Um, so 82 or 83 players, we know that, and we'll talk about later, but this is potentially, most likely, the last year of NIV, the Richmond PEGT yes. Tour stop number five. Um, so I don't know, this this could eventually be a lead-in to a new PEGT Tour stop. Yeah, and I, I think with a uh, turnout like uh, 82 or 83 mm-hmm. as a non-PEGT event, that's uh, obviously very good. Yeah, huge. Uh, obviously that, that region is trying to build its player base and looks like it's working out. And so, uh, you know, the Carolinas are not that far from uh, Virginia, of course, and East Coast needs a second tournament. Uh, I'm not sure about the... Uh, the logic of having a Carolina July tournament, maybe a little cooler time of year, but uh, yeah. but hey, that's on uh, that's on Steve Steve Sobel and the boys to figure out the schedule. But, yeah. Uh, but I I but from from the look of the turnout, looks to be like a pretty interesting spot to to uh, expand beyond uh, the NIV. Yeah, I I think out of any tournament, I know there are a lot of local ones. Richard King happens to uh, have just gotten back like two days ago. From uh, the Carolina Clash, stayed at his house for a day or two. And then and off now, to Austin or something? Yeah, like? down to Texas, I yeah. think. Uh, something Maybe going Dallas. on down there. Yeah, smaller tourney there. But I, I think Chris Longino put it on the map that right now they're the most viable candidate for a NIV replacement uh, for the Carolina Clash. With what the about Minnesota? Yeah, we, we, we don't get <laughs> we the tried. turnout, unfortunately. Uh, watching the stream, though, uh, stream went along pretty good. It looked, uh, looked good. We also saw... Steve and Russ looked like they were both down there, so I don't know if they were just transporting the machines. So while it wasn't technically a PGT Tour event, I think having Steve and Russ there to get a feel for the whole thing, the whole setup, make suggestions about what couldn't couldn't work going forward, and then you know partnering with Chris Longino, you know trying to he's got his little vending thing going down there, I think, and uh, 
trying to help him grow his game and see where it goes. And I and I think uh, we knew Russ was on his way there. Russ Layton moving company, moving mm-hmm. the machines. Uh, I assume at this point Russ Layton just has a bunch of stock photos of flat tires on yeah. trailers that he <laughs> posts uh, post to Facebook every time he's traveling, the, uh, moving the machines to a tournament because, uh, surprise, surprise, another flat tire for Russ Layton. Uh, Worst luck in the business for the Russ Layton moving company. Yeah, that is uh, that is absolutely insane. He needs but, to start a new company, the Russ Layton Tire Replacement yeah, Company exactly. or something. Uh, so I know last time we talked about this being the last NIV, and we definitely want to uh, touch on that again. That'll be in the uh, very beginning of October, and we'll talk about that over the next few months. I know I know. last time uh, last time we did this podcast, I was like, well, I don't know. They've said it's the last one a couple times. I think almost certainly this is the last NIV. So, yeah. If if I if, if my uh, if my f- being on the fence whether this is the last one or, or not put you on put you on the fence of going, uh, please don't please don't be on the fence please go to the NIV I will not be able to make it my wife's got a, a, a trip that weekend but I know there's a Minnesota guys that are trying to get there and uh, hopefully will. Yeah, so moving on from the Carolina Clash, currently we do have an events mode this week. It seems like every time we have a a classic course of the week that's actually fun we also have an events mode mm-hmm. i wish they'd alternate that a little bit or or <laughs> wild idea maybe events every week yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping they're uh, working on that or gonna incorporate that in 2020 yeah so this week was kangaroo uh a fun For course. Classic I course of the week yeah, yeah i haven't played it that much um i've been uh busier than normal at work and so i, I haven't been down here all that much but i have gotten in some events modes because i'd say this events mode is probably the funnest in a while yeah, I, frustrating, I, but also fun. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. In theory, the overall concept is dry bowl par fives. Unfortunately, we have some holes like uh, the second hole this week is a Pine Coast hole that hasn't been drivable. Um, goodness, I think we have that Juniper Falls hole. It's a par five uphill. There are just a couple that always seem to be in lockdown. Mode. Yeah, I might have I made a I might have made a couple different choices, but uh, so I think the they they picked a couple holes that literally have been driven mm-hmm. so you mentioned the juniper falls hole uh i can think of a couple other ones that are like crazy borderline drivable mm-hmm. um but the one that I don't know, bugs me the most is that pine coast hole which is hole number two which when we played pine coast back in the day was drivable half the time pretty much uh it's because you had two tee boxes and one of them was drivable and one of them wasn't well since they picked the easy tee boxes it's been locked on that "Quote unquote easy tee box, casual tee box, casual tee box, and so uh, it hasn't been drivable literally once this week. I've probably played mm, twenty-five or thirty rounds, and it hasn't been drivable. I was worried we we're getting the same treatment with that Bayou hole mm-hmm. because the first ten to twelve, there uh, that Bayou hole, whatever hole that was number eight, I think on regular Bayou, or doesn't matter. The Bayou hole, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, that was not drivable either. It had the non-drivable boxes, but since then it's opened up, and so that is drivable. So. Uh, but yeah, that Pine Coast wants it. Yeah, o- overall, I like it. I know you and Andy have been playing it a lot. Um, what kind of scores are you looking for? Because I know right now you're... 50. <laughs> <laughs> because I know right, right now, uh, I think you and Fox are both right around top 8, top 10, something like that. Yeah, so I'm, not, I'm trying to fill up my 45 unders right now. Mm-hmm. And so I've got uh, three. I've got a 47, a couple 45s, two 43s, maybe one 45. I don't know, something right around in there. I know I've got a 47 because that mm-hmm. one felt pretty good. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know Fox is kind of the same one. I don't think, I think Fox has like a 46, some 45s and a 44, something like that. Um, so, I mean, 45, I think 45 is kind of, I don't know, par. The get-to number. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just in terms of, 
I mean, there's a couple holes, like the Grand Savannah hole will set up occasionally, the, the coconut beach hole is there The pelican sometime. hole. The pelican hole with a tailwind. Uh, so there's other holes that are certainly there. The Greek hole, actually, mm-hmm. is there some of the time. So that, and actually, that's what makes it fun. That's one of the mm-hmm. things that I think makes this uh, this course setup fun is is you've got at least five holes that are sometimes there and sometimes not. Um, but yeah, I, I think par could, I mean, with a perfect setup on that, I think you could probably get par all the way up to 49 or, heck, almost 50. Because I think there's only, I mean, I can only think of a couple holes that are truly not drivable. I would say that monument, uh, not monument, but... Um, Grand Canyon hole, uh, would sometimes you'd hit up eight wood up over the top. I mean that's not going to be there in a in a setup like this. I, I did it once this week out of my nineteen games. Did it once, tapped in. Of course I had some shit I would, round. Yeah, going, I would but. never do it with a good round. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's a couple others that we mentioned earlier. So I think there's probably four holes that are legitimately just not there. I mean, and so I think Par might be able with a perfect setup out to minus fifty, which is pretty fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying it although for me it's been incredibly frustrating i'm not playing well uh today i'm actually drinking water mm. uh myself algis white Luke, mountains yeah the uh yeah walmart purified drinking water yeah a little bit of a bender here last night with uh luke and Aljaz. slept in uh pretty late and uh on the water train today tony what do you got you got a can koozie going yeah uh, I'm on my usual train the red mountains the surly furious uh, yeah, it's my go-to beer. Always seem to have have a can or two here, and uh, yeah, we're rolling. I gotta, you know, I'm rolling on events mode. I gotta have a couple beers mm-hmm. in the system, really loosen up. Yeah, loosen up on it. So, Golden Tea, IT, incredible technologies have Livewire. Yes, Livewire. So throwing them all out have, there. <laughs> have been putting out the pictures in the new courses, and in the last couple days, videos. they've actually started yeah. to do the videos. Unfortunately. Compared to previous year's releases, they don't show the person on the tee box to see if it's a par four, par five, approximate yardage. So I don't know if they wised up to that. Yeah, I think in the years past, it's literally been like they've shown 18 different flybys. And so you could see like, oh, par four, par three, par four, par five. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not quite that way this year. But we're close. We are yeah. less than two months away. Because this week we got the release date for the 2020 courses. And uh, I won the bet. Yes. Uh, September 24th is the official ship date, which that would be a Monday. And then uh, they will arrive. Oh, wait. Ship on 23rd. Install on 24th. Even better. Gained a day there. Yeah, saved a day. Uh, I got to consult my calendar before these podcasts, I guess. (laughs) So shipping on the 23rd, uh, installing on the 24th. And uh, away we go. 2020 courses. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, and t- t- recently, uh, they, they have opened up, I think since our last podcast, opened up the tee boxes. Yes. So now tee boxes and pin positions are now uh, unlimited, if you will. Yeah, unlimited, dynamic. Uh, some of the interesting ones is that when this year originally came out, like Agave number 18 yeah. was a par 5. And so with the new tee boxes, it was pretty cool to see it when it's a drivable par four. Hold on, Will. What? They took what used to be a par five and turned it into a par four? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. All right, go on. So Sorry. so it's kind of cool to not necessarily know when you're coming into hole yeah. 18, 
if you're going to have a drivable par four or if you're going to have a you know three wood off the tee and a five wood into the green on a par five ultimately still your goal is to get an eagle out of the hole yeah, gt par hasn't changed on these holes but, correct but actual par has yeah like so golf par. yeah so just just kind of an interesting nugget there so i think with the dynamic tee boxes where it's adjusting based on you know the whole the whole setup i mean we also have that early par four slash par five on pembroke uh, where back in the day, you used to have to drive it A1 or C3 over a winding creek through the middle of the fairway. Newer tee boxes put it up as a par four, and now it's uh, you know kind of mixing it up between a par four and par five again. So I, I look forward to these new courses and seeing how that factors in, whether we're going to have holes that start off the year as a par four and all of a sudden they get backed up 150 yards and now they're a par five. Um, so between the five courses and then obviously our you know, GT4 remastered course of Castleshire. I don't think anything would change for that. And then same uh, with the original one, the Coral Coral Ridge. Ridge. Yes. Coral yeah, we've Ridge. had a lot of corals over the year. Yes. Uh, so uh, confirmed. I, I have looked back through my notes. Castleshire, when I was doing the rankings, I believe it got it got third in my rankings of mm. Golden T4 courses. As I've talked about the uh, Coral, the all of the pre four courses. Uh, I did not rank because I didn't uh, expect that as an option. Yeah. But uh, maybe next year I will. But Castleshire in my uh, in my summary got a oh hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of holes that are. Yeah, I talked about this week on the events mode. Some some holes sometimes being drivable and sometimes not, and how I think that makes a course interesting. That's yeah. the way Castleshire looks to me. Is they've got a lot of par fours that are kind of right on that edge where if you get a tailwind and a average or a good box. Or the best box with a headwind. I think there's a lot of variety of golden tee. Some variants, yeah. That's that's very cool. So we also just yesterday had a had a freaky Friday again. Uh, had some interesting stuff going on because initially uh, we started firing up some freaky Fridays, played it, and then there was talk on Facebook. I think some of the uh, guys out of the Power K down in St. Louis were saying, "Hey, we're getting different setups. We're getting slightly different pin positions, tee placements." And it sounds like they put through a patch or, you know, reprogrammed something on the fly and you had to reboot your machine or whatnot. But starting on hole 12, uh, it started to change, whether it was the Beals Creek hole or I think, was it Agave? Uh, no, 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 it was no, Beals Creek. No, Bella. Bella Toscana. So, so yeah, it was, it was a 2010, uh, what do they call it? Um, break the scoreboard. Break the scoreboard 2010. Yeah. So it was all, it was a lot of par fives, a couple of par fours. Uh, from 2010, and actually, I looked back. That's one of my favorite years of Golden Tee courses. Um, and then, but mixed in there, hole 12 was a, a hole from this year's courses. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know whether they recognized the error that they made and said, "Oh shoot, we should fix that." And so then, for some people, they started getting Bella Toscana on hole 12. But then, which would be one thing because those are the same. I mean, it's not ideal, but those two holes are the same par. So you haven't really altered par that much. One of them might have been easier to hole out than the other, but, you know, you're not too far off. But then the, the real bad thing, in my opinion, was then all of the setups from hole 13 to hole 18 were then different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where it got a little little freaky. Things yeah. got freaky on a yeah. freaky Friday. That's a, that, that's a good point to have right there. Uh, I don't know. Should we, should we jump into this, Tony, since no, we're talking about I think we should courses? talk about our sponsor. Oh, Oh, go go ahead and take the we lead got on this. Sponsor this week. Let's uh, open up the is, uh, envelope of papers here. See what we got. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, this week, um, this company's really on a roll recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've 
if you've been paying attention, you've noticed this company's uh, footprint a lot on Facebook and really driving a lot of opinions. And so... And web if, traffic. If you're, if you're a company or an individual who just feels like, I put out a tweet, nobody ever says anything, nobody likes my tweet, I put out a Facebook comment, only my family likes it, well then you want to talk to our sponsor, our brand new sponsor, the Mark McClevich Online Traffic Generator. Oh yeah. And so the idea here is, you, you feel like you're not getting enough traffic, you hire the, the MMOTG, and then you are guaranteed at least 200 comments on your post in the first week. I, last Some I of saw, them bound to be controversial. Oh, I, I saw one that got up to 420. Yeah, Skipper oh, yeah. said he was lighting one up in, in honor of it getting to 420. Then the next one he put out, bam, it was over 200 like that. And those are just comments. That's not even interactions or views. So this is driving traffic to your site, driving traffic to your tweets, your ideas, your Facebook posts. Uh, that's absolutely Maybe your huge. streams. Yeah. Yeah, you, you put mouth on your stream, you, mm-hmm. you just let him loose, give him a couple beers, he will drive that online content. Oh, yeah. So, if you are in need of some online traffic generation, make sure to call the fine people at MMOTG, the Mark McClevich Online Traffic Generator. So, thank you, Mark. Yeah, the thoughts and comments of Mark McClevich are not necessarily reflective of the Podmore Get Better podcast. There we go. Great point, Will. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> some we agree with, some we would do not. Um, anyway, what else we got? We're talking about new courses. Uh, some of the cool stuff, Tony, they got uh, 22 new putters coming out this year, and they've released six of them so far. They got It's a, uh, it's a slow drip. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we were, just, we were kind of spitballing here earlier. You know, what could they possibly release at this point? So, Will, mm-hmm. why don't you go through the putters that are confirmed to have been released, and then maybe we'll do a little speculating. Yeah, we always like our speculation. Uh, so, first two that they released together uh, were called the sandwich and the kebab. Uh, the sandwich is. I'm already a, hungry. Yeah, is, is like a foot long sub. I, I think I could see myself using it. Uh, I think of the six they've done so far, that's the one I would play. But typically, I just go with the standard putter. The kebab is obviously a you know shish kebab type thing. Does that come with like a tzatziki sauce on there? Uh, I did not see. I, I didn't get the high screen resolution pictures oh, or do, high, high resolution. I do picks. love a little tzatziki on my kebab. Uh, next two, we had the my second putter. The my first putter is kind of that big goofy childlike putter. Uh, the big blue one. I think Haas plays with it. Uh, a couple other guys. Uh, CJ plays with it too, apparently. And this is the my second putter, so it's going to have some kind of bright colors instead of being all blue. I think it's like yellow, red, and green primary colors or whatnot. CJ, you're not allowed to graduate to my second putter until you make a gold bracket cut. Ooh. Deal. I, I, I like that one. Uh, so the fourth one they released was called RAR, which is kind of like... Uh, the old people gripper things, you know, or like oh, okay. kid, like oh yeah, like oh, a kid like you go to Chuck E. Cheese or something, and you get you know three hundred tickets. It's like three feet long, and it's kind of a gripper. So anyway, the the thing that grips is a dino head, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Velociraptor, something like that. Uh, and then the fifth and sixth ones, the last two they've released is reeling in, which is a fishing reel uh, and fishing rod, which I'm not going to use. Uh, shout out to RB Ryan Bennett. I'm a guess he guessing he's going to pay the dollar for that he'll one. be reeling that reeling that in yeah 
with uh, the bulk vomit bags, but uh, he'll have his uh, fishing rod there. And then they have one called Ear Candy, which is uh, strictly a banjo. So I don't know if they're uh, going to give a shout out to the folks over. Uh, I thought it was maybe some Beats by Dre headphones yeah, or something. Yeah, like the, the Appalachian. So, Tony, you talked about suggestions, spitballing, speculation. I mean, at, yeah, at some point they're going to run out of objects that mm-hmm. they can shape into a putter shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, let's pay some homage to some Golden Tee players be it past, present, or future. And let's, uh, let's throw out some ideas for some putters here. So first one, uh, what we're calling the Sandmeyer. Ooh. And it's made out of bush-like cans. Instead, no, of, the, instead of the first beer yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah, so there may be some trademark issues there, but, you know, we'll go with it. Uh, but the Sandmeyer is guaranteed to miss 25% of the putts. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that's either a pro or a con, depending on yeah. your level of play. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. If you're Dave Sandmeyer, if you're, might if improve you're a newbie, your putting. You yeah. want to play with the Sandmeyer. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, the King. Uh, it's made out of airline travel vouchers, <laughs> and it's only in your bag about half the time. <laughs> so you might walk up to the oh, first shit. tee, and there's just. It's just not there. So I don't know what you're putting with, but it's not the king. It's going to be there in 24 hours. Uh, Next up, we've got the Harlow. It's made out of bagels. Yeah. And it's just generally likable. Yeah. Just a a really nice butter that everybody likes to be around. I like that one. Oh, what's this one that's highlighted right here? It uh, Uh, looks to be silver in color. It's not gold. It's silver. Yep. We've got uh, what we're calling the Aljazz. It's made out of a pair of scissors. And every uh, couple times a year, it inexplicably, inexplicably starts missing some cuts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, oh, yeah, if you want to start missing some cuts, uh, you start using the Aljazz. Uh, and then we've got a couple more. There, uh, I'd say these are a pair. Yes. So we've got the, uh, the Paulita. Paulita. Jesus. Lady, yeah. Holy smoke, these uh, red mountains are kicking in. <laughs> the the Paulita. Uh, it's made out of an AR-15. No surprise yeah. there. He's got a few of those. Uh, and it always misses way right. Yes. If you want to miss your part, putts way right, then get the Paul Levy. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, we've got the Dan Weiss. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, it misses your putts way left, but it is made out of a thermometer. Ooh. That every round you play, the, t- the thermometer reads 0.1 degrees Celsius higher. Oh, it's a global yeah. warming yeah, thermometer. Yeah, it's a global warming thermometer. So that's the Dan Weiss. And it misses all of its putts way left. So yeah, you're so- going to want to correct for that. Yeah, so we've had, what, what do we have in the game? We've got, like, Putin, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. I think we have some former president, you know, face masks and everything that you can customize your golf for. Uh, but, yeah, the Dan Weiss uh, definitely leans heavily to the left, and Paul Lady heavily to the right. So I think we've uh, given them some appropriate tools uh, for their putter game. Yeah. So we are still taking submissions. Are we going to keep that uh, open? I mean, uh, we just started it. Let me just, we just started this. Let me just vote. check on... Three minutes ago. Yep. Uh, submissions are still open. Okay. Uh, and for sure, uh, through the next week. Okay. Yep. Good deal. Uh, still waiting for more submissions on the Dave Sandmeyer CTTP trophy for the World Championship. Uh, we might have to sus- suspend submissions there. We don't, we'd hate for the traffic to kind of get crossed over. Yeah. So we're going to open up the submissions Ooh, for the okay. putters, and we're going to temporarily suspend the submissions for the Sandmeyer trophy. We've got the Sandmeyer putter now. Let's give the Sandmeyer trophy a little break. We've got a lot of Sandmeyer trophy submissions to sift through. So let's give ourselves a break there too, and we'll uh, Good deal. put that on pause. Yeah, send us a text, Facebook message, an email, on a tweet. You- I mean, well, maybe if you've got a really good one, you might want you might want to bring in the uh, MMOTG 
and uh, have Mark send that submission in uh, and or tweet it and yeah. guarantee yourself some extra hits. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, personalized player putters. Uh, send us your ideas. I'd love to hear your ideas. I know Tony would too. Uh, we had some fun with it. We got some other ones uh, that we didn't not necessarily want to get out. Uh, a lo- well, we got to uh, drip it out just like IT does. Right? Yeah. They're, they're releasing like two every week. Yeah, the slow tees. Uh, we're on a pace of six per week. We're destroying <laughs> IT. So, fun thing, we just talked about the Sandmeyer. Transitioning into that, uh, everything is all lined up with ESPN2 and the Ocho to oh. have the World Championships being broadcast. And that's going to be on Wednesday, August 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central. That's uh, prime time if you're in England. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's a prime spot. That's that's If you're in London, that is that is right in your wheelhouse of, of, of uh, prime time. Yeah, I think Sean Gervais normally wakes up about 2 p.m., so uh, he should be able to do that. He'll have to set an alarm that. just to yeah, make sure. Yeah. Make sure to let his cat outside, Maggie, and make sure that she does her business. He can probably cook up some bacon or head over to Chick-fil-A. Boom, be back at 2 p.m. So really excited Play to see that. Roulette, yes, you know. yeah, yeah, a little roulette. <laughs> so really excited for that. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesday, August 7th on ESPN2 slash ESPN The Ocho. So really excited about that. Uh, and then today they released a little teaser video again for Golden Tee Mobile, which for like... I, I Three feel years? Like, yeah, I feel like they keep extending the deadline. And uh, they, 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 they... I don't know. I, the last one was so cryptic. It was like, you didn't think we were going to do this in summer. Oh, yeah. It was like, wait, do what? <laughs> we didn't think you were going to release another teaser video in summer, or we didn't think you were actually going to release GT Mobile in the summer. So they left it vague. No surprise mm-hmm. there. Uh, they, want, they wouldn't want to commit to it. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I think it uh, seems to be getting close. Mm-hmm. So uh, GT Mobile... Uh, coming. Uh, so if you haven't seen that video already, I hadn't. Will, you made me aware of it, so I'll, I'll look at that later. And uh, looks like there's a couple gameplays. Couple, an interesting uh, ball option that you saw. Looked yeah. like a, a grenade or something. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was just kind of like a thud. The ball hits the green and kind of does like a little earthquake thing, and the ball just, boom, plopped right on the green, sat there. Didn't really run out or anything. So You better ultra shot it or else it's not going in the hole. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had the privilege to be a, a mobile tester, which is fine, or a, a beta tester, and I don't think yeah, you I think have they were doing, Well, they were, yeah, we have, uh, I believe you and I each have uh, real telephones. Yes. Uh, Apple products. Correct. Uh, and Correct. I believe they are only beta testing with Samsung. And Androids, yes. And Androids. Uh, so Al, I'm surprised I, we haven't seen uh, Al talk about all the all the benefits of GT Mobile, but but again, it sounds like it was a relatively limited amount of people uh, doing the beta. But it sounds like the the uh, actual release is coming soon. Yeah, full it, release. Yes, full release. Full release. It, it, it looks pretty cool. So, also speaking, of coming soon. Uh, we talked earlier about PEG Tour events, and we got number four coming up, August twenty second to the twenty fifth in Evansville, Indiana. Less uh, than a month away. Yes. Head over to PEGTTour.com, PEGTTour.com. Uh, they have $5,000 added. Stop number four. Should, should be a pretty decent turnout. I don't think I'm going to be able to make this one. Uh, no direct flights in there. It's a panda weekend. Uh, so I, I don't think I'm going to make Evansville, Indiana. She's an endangered species. Yes. Yeah, yeah but uh, it looks good. Always excited for Steve, Russ, Paige to run these tournaments. If you haven't gone to any of them, go to them. They're, they're an absolute blast. Hopefully, it's close for you. Uh, but by all means, if you have to fly in, fly into it. There's so much fun. And seeing the Carolina Clash and how that went, 
I think there were people there who commented on Chris Longino's kind of wrap-up post who were saying this was so cool to hang out, you know, drink some beers, play some golden tea. Um, get out to these PEGT tour events. Yeah, and uh, I, there, it looks like there's another tournament on this list that I didn't I didn't know about. I wasn't aware of the um, Richmond West Virginia tournament coming up in October. <laughs> I, I told you last night was a little rough on me, rough enough where I'm drinking water. Not yeah. even Coors Light. I don't know about not the even, player base in West Virginia. Not, not but, even I mean, Coors Light. Regionally speaking, not Mountain right. Dew. Oh. I mean, West Virginia is not that far from Ohio, I guess. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. That That's yeah. great. So, so that's October 3rd through the 6th. <laughs> yeah, so NIV, the Richmond Tourney, Richmond, Virginia, uh, October 3rd to October 6th. Um, East Virginia. East, East Virginia? Okay. Yeah, East Virginia. Good. I, I was going to say. All right. Uh, so since we're doing this podcast here on a Saturday. Yes. We used to do this podcast religiously every Sunday. And I'd say we've fallen off our game a little bit. Yeah, I'd say that's happen. probably on me. Uh, but you know, life's busy. Yeah. Uh, and what, but but the reason we used to do it every Sunday, a couple of reasons: football season. Yeah. No whammies. No whammies. Uh, and the and the every Monday classic course of the week release. Well, they've thrown us a curveball here at the yep. Podmore Get Better. Will they've started to release the classic courses of the week on Sundays? Yes. So. It would have been old news to anyone that was listening. They already knew. Oh, we already knew what the classic course of the week is. Not this week, because we're potting on a yeah, Saturday. Yeah, we're jumping. And we get to tell you folks twelve hours early what the classic course of the week is. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, we're gonna throw back to two thousand and seven with Palm Springs. Palm Springs. We did have this course last year. I remember doing a breakdown of this course. Uh, it's a. I I believe it's. It's got six par threes. I think. Yeah, I, I think... Dev- uh, is it a double course? It's a double course. Six par threes, I so believe. Six par threes, six par fours, six par fives. So we call that a double course. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the clubs. So the, the, the there's two holes that stick out in my mind as being really problematic or potentially problematic. I mean, there's hole 18, which can be a pain. But I don't think that your equipment is going to matter on hole 18. It's either a hard setup or it's not. Uh, so there's that sometimes drivable par four. It's like hole 10. Like, through the trees. Yeah. I hate that hole. Yeah. I'm so bad at that hole. Every time I play, I get a birdie, and I see all the other top guys get eagles. I'm like, yeah. how are they eagling this damn hole every time? <laughs> they must know. If you know something I don't, which you probably do, uh, as you're submitting your putter ideas, please submit uh, some ideas for how Tony can get some eagles on that hole because I really struggle on that. Yeah, I, I feel like that hole, once I get kind of a system or in a rhythm where it's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, hit this low T driver, high T driver, low T three wood, whatever the hell it is, it'll take me a bunch of rounds to figure it out. But I feel like right when I get into that rhythm of figuring out, okay, here's here's the gap I'm going at with the club I'm going at, with the T I'm going at, all of a sudden I start hitting branches or this or that and it just um I, I didn't I didn't play this course a lot back in the day, I don't believe. Yeah, I mean this is a little a little bit before most of our time. I mean I, I was playing a lot back then, but I mean we play so much more I feel like everybody plays so much more nowadays than they did back in 2007 or 2008. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know this course nearly as well as other courses. Uh, the other hole that can give you fits, depending on the setup, hole 17. So that's the one that might make me want to play the really, can be a really short par, par three. Oh, yeah. Up 10 green. Uh, sometimes gotcha. you're chipping at it. So, I mean, as someone who has a gap wedge as his lowest club, and that being the, my only club under 100 yards, sometimes that hole can be a little pr- problematic. Ends up being sometimes a chip. So maybe I'll play my bag with a lob wedge. 
just to give yeah. myself a little bit more of a chance. Again, that's going to cost me my four wood. I'm okay with that. Like if if I think that Labwedge is going to help me on hole 17, I'm fine with getting rid of the four wood. So. And I'm going to be playing streaks. Will, what are you going to be playing? Razors. Razoids. I got to stick Shocking. with my razoids. Yeah. Probably. The, oh, because uh, like streaks. I don't know. That there's any holes that are like whoa. You know, big advantage with the streaks. But nice hole out, CJ. There he goes. Double uh, dub. All he does is hole out that guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like hole one is there occasionally, so it might help with some streaks. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, and again, I'm, I'm just used to streaks. That's what I play in most courses, and so uh, no reason to change. There's no, there's no big like down 10 greens that, I, that I'd worry about streaks on that you might on some other classic courses. So, yeah. yeah. I'm a streak guy. Yeah, like I said, I, I didn't play Good thing this. I'm not a stout guy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play this course that much, and for some reason, once you started talking about hole numbers, I think Palm Springs and Desert Valley, like, I don't know if I've killed enough brain cells, but to me, they just, like, mold into one thing, because yeah. you started talking about hole 18 being tough, and I'm like, well, shit, isn't that that par, par three? three? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, the hell's he talking about? And then he talks about hole 17, and I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be playing it. I've really enjoyed Kangaroo this week. Uh, I like that course. There's, you know, some slight par variants here oh, yeah. and there. But also some Invisal Leafs on hole one. Yeah, hole one and Invisal Leafs trying to do a big A1. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like Kangaroo a lot. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dabble at Palm Springs, but I don't think I'll really chase it that hard at all. So I, I, I brought it up there in passing, but uh, I have apps. So there's been some talk on, on uh, Golden Tee Fan on Facebook recently about the Stouts mm-hmm. and whether they're going away. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea if it's true. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, it's just, I mean, it seems like something they might do. They've, they've taken away balls in the past or nerfed them. Um, yeah. But uh, it seems like a legit thing at this point, but I have honestly no idea if it's actually happening or not. But the word is, stout balls are going away. And I know that, uh, well, there's not a lot of, you know, quote-unquote elite players that play them. There's a couple. Um, yeah. And But there's a lot of, I'll say, like 24. Four to twenty-seven handicappers. That it seems like they're the ones that are going to be pissed off. Yeah, um, I, I think if you're at that stage and you're using the balls specifically to, uh, you know, obviously they say that it takes out the wind like in half. So if you got yep. a fourteen wind, it plays like a seven. Um, so while it would suck to take them out of the game, I think it'll long term help those players learn how to play the game, whether it's cut shots or playing the wind. Uh, so I think short-term for them would definitely be frustrating. But I think in terms of their overall Golden Tee game, it's, I don't want to say something they need. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm not a fan of stouts. I, I don't even think I've tried them. I, I heard they take out the win, but after all these years, I've just kind of played my game and got used to, oh, it's a 12 win, here's where i got to throw it out to. And yeah. not necessarily having to relearn it at this stage, but I just, I don't think it's another thing I need to, you know, throw a wrench in my gameplay. I'm not a, I'm not one of those, you know, top four, five, ten guys in the game, you know. So yet. I, yet. <laughs> yeah, it's only been damn near 20 years. But, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a wrench I don't need to throw into my Golden Tee gameplay where I'm, you know, already trying to chase the big dogs as it is every game and, you know, give myself one more thing to think about. Okay, it's a 14 win, but it's actually a 7 or it's getting cut in half. I uh, I don't know. I, I've, I haven't seen much else uh, in terms of the rumor mill or – you know, outside of the uh, Mark McClevich, you know, political Facebook posts, you know, the Carolina Clash wrap-ups, uh, I think it's been, you know, kind of slow on Facebook. Um, but Well, with, Adam Kramer's uh, been out scouting uh, college football teams. And mowing lawns, and mowing his lawns, yep. yep. So I know he was in, uh, I think he said he was in Iowa City. 
uh, working on a story, I'm sure, for the Bleacher Report. So uh, good for him. Yeah, so I, I don't know with the talk of the Stouts. I mean, they're starting to release the putters. We've got six of the 22 putters out. Yep. I would assume they'd probably do balls and clubs next. Uh, clothing. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they, they yeah, clothing. Uh, the never-ending cycle of clothing. We've got some idea. Maybe we could, you know what, we should. If we don't get nearly enough submissions for uh, putters, maybe people could submit uh, some clothing ideas yes. as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll take those submissions as well. Uh, I'll do one right now. I know I talked to okay. Don about this in Vegas. It was either this year or last year. Um, I want an owl head. We have an eagle head. I want an owl head. Great okay. horned owl, great gray owl, barred owl, barn owl, screech owl, any kind of owl. I would love an owl head. I will pay okay. a premium for that by any, way of Dean Would, would you card. accept anything else in the raptor family? Uh... Hawks, hawks are fine. I haven't played with the bald eagle one. Um, I think that's the only way I'd really change my golfer. I've never, you know, worn one of those body suits or really changed the face. I think I've always been like generic character number two for the, you know, the male guy or whatever has a little bit of a goatee. But I think the owl head, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd get my money on that one, gentlemen. Well, and and one idea I've thrown out in the in the long past, and uh, I still think it's a viable idea, and 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 that is, um, you know, professional team equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that comes with some trademark issues, licensing, licensing fees, yeah. fees. But but you know what? Would I would I pay five bucks for a, a fully geared up Minnesota Viking player? You're damn right. You're damn right. I would. Yeah. And I know other people would too. Uh, would I pay five bucks for a Twins outfit? Eh, I don't know. But Viking that'd be a pretty cool outfit. Yeah. You know, it's Sunday. Flip over to your Vikings gear. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, whether I don't know what the price is. It, I don't know if it's a $2 or $5 or $20. And at $20, it's probably not that viable. But whatever the price is, like, okay, there's a premium here, so I, I, you, I hope, you pay the price. Yeah, I hope they've at least reached out and or had the conversations and whether it starts with collegiate gear. Because I know right now they have, like, a generic green and white Larry Bird jersey. You know, I think they have a 23 black and red, like a Michael Jordan one, like, even just ramping that up, where if they had like a purple and gold jersey, and then you know a dude in a football helmet with the same colors, something like that, I think, I think the initial startup would be easy on that because once you get the football helmet, all you have to do after that is just change the colors. Once you get the guy in shoulder pads, all you have to do to the outside or the you know the shirt or the jersey is change the colors. So I think once they have it structurally structurally coded. I think from there, this, the sky could be the limit. And, yeah, I think the licensing thing, you know, with the four big sports, you know, hell, they could do MLS soccer. They could do college football team. They could do WNBA. Speaking of which, I got a WNBA all-star game bet I uh, will have to check at oh, some yeah. point. Yeah, we're getting told. You got to line on some hot yeah, action? Yeah, full-on degenerate stage. Uh, yeah, first half on the WNBA all-star game took the over. Over? What's the... Oh, okay. It, it was high. I think it was uh, 118. I'll have I to talk to my bookie after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony, I, I don't have much else. Uh, no, we're, uh, you know, we like I said, we're we're kind of in the season where we're gonna get little, little things every week, and so some of those will be uh, ten minutes worth of content. Some of those will be two minutes worth of content. Some of those might allow us to make fun of other Golden Tee players by by naming putters after them, which is always one of the which favorite is parts fun. of the part. Oh, podcast. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it if I couldn't make fun of other people. <laughs> But anyway, I think that, uh, that'll, that'll wrap us up. So, again, have fun this week on Palm Springs. I assume no events mode. I haven't been told otherwise. Uh, so uh, we'll have events mode uh, in about another week or so. Hopefully another fun one like this week. Yeah, very uh, cool. And, uh, yeah, everyone have a great week. We'll 
you have a great week, and let's uh, get back to that events mode and knock out those 45s. Take care. See you guys.